160 women come and, isn't that crazy? Come on, give them a hand. Come on. Give them a hand. I want you to think about something. This is, a, we are a significant people because, like Tanya said, God took us from this name to this name. And the prophet, uh, God prophesied through Isaiah thousands of years ago. I'm going to tell you who you are. Here's your name. You're mine. You are mine, God says. That's your name. Here we are. So I gathered here with a bunch of, of sisters. And the, one of the beautiful things that I, I got to see is that even though we are a, a smaller congregation right now, we are, are a significant people because we're under the name of the Lord. And he called us to do significant things. He put dreams on the inside of our heart. And really, some of those dreams are bigger than we're they make us a little nervous to actually speak them out loud to people. Now, come on, look at that. Somebody did some testimony pictures. Wow. Wait, I'm going to turn around because I haven't seen them yet from this angle. Look at that. So, hold on. So, okay, so I'm going to start telling you some things. We had some workshops. We had some breakout groups. We, we didn't just do uh, corporate teaching here. We broke off, and we got into smaller groups, and we did things on purpose. You can cheer. Keep cheering. You know I have a big mouth. We'll just keep going. I, I want to go back to significance, all right? So Kelly's up there preaching. Look at Haley's up there bringing fire. Come on, Chelsea, you are worth it. Kim's bringing it. Safe place. Oh, my gosh, such power in the nations represented there. Come on. We love you girls. We couldn't have done it without any, every single one of you. We had so much. You are enough. That's right, Stephanie. You are enough. That was a word that I came in with. I felt like God said, T -t let them know, remind them, or maybe tell them for the first time that they're significant. That they're a significant people. They've been called to a significant calling. I am a significant God, and I'm going to anoint them. I have anointed them, and I'm going to teach them about that anointing. Because, like I was saying a moment ago, the dreams that are in our hearts sometimes, if they're really God, sometimes they can feel a little scary. Because they're really big. And I don't know about you, but I got some agreement from about 150 friends here this weekend when I shared, when I shared that there's some dreams that God had put. One in particular that I won't go into here, but, but one in particular that God put on the inside of my heart. And I had never shared it out loud with anybody. Because it seemed, it seemed too big. Not because I was afraid of it, but to be honest with you, because what if I was wrong and I boasted about something that I thought God might have said? I, got, I, would, I, I had the fear, what I thought was the fear of the Lord on me. But God started to talk to me and he said, listen, I've anointed my people. If the dreams are big, there's a bigger anointing for those dreams to manifest. And so we went into the Bible together 
and we went into the scriptures, and we let our minds be, our hearts be reminded, and our minds be renewed to the truth that God anoints his people for big dreams, because he has a big plan for a big planet. When we talk about here as a house, about having a mandate on us to be a, 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 a home, a, a, a community of believers that are transformed, and out of the abundance of that transformation, we bring something to our, our areas of influence that transforms other people. That happens because, like, transform people, transforming culture. Culture is made up of people, and people is what the Lord is after. And so we didn't just, you know, not that we ever do here, but I, for somebody, if you're visiting, I, I want you to hear my heart here. We didn't just go out to just like battle cry, even though there was some of that, and, and let's just do broad stroke declarations and, and get a little charismatic stirring going on. We came here together and we were real, we were raw, walls came down, women experienced freedom through the word of God being sung, being taught, being prophesied through their own devotional times. We did corporate devotions together. They were so good that I, I wanted you to know, Darren and I put out a few up front, that uh, they, we have some of these. If you weren't able to come to the conference, we want you to feel the heart of God for what we were doing. And so we have these in the front, and we would love for you to grab one because there are places in there that have been prayed over where there are actually pages available for devotional engagement with a prophetic bend where, the, where we believe wholly, we have testimonies of it from all throughout the weekend, where you can sit with a little book like this, open it up, there's scriptures on purpose that have been put in there collectively in, an, in a way to where it is easy for you to hear the voice of God for your life at that moment when you open up that book. And then to respond out of the overflow. It's always a two-way. It was never, like, relationship is more than just one. It, we do it together. Okay? And so we are starting, um, we, for this month we have started uh, a teaching that's like a continuation on our build series. And, and we didn't plan it this way, but how many of you know that God's got big plans and sometimes we just run into it and then we go, wow, <laughs> look at that. He had a plan. And they, it fits together. So this weekend, what the women in this, in this community, many, not just from this house, many from around the community, some of the things that they, one of the things that they got to experience was they came together and they received for themselves, but hear me, out of the overflow of receiving, they started to give things away. And that is what, again, what God had talked to us about regarding just a teaching series this, this month. And we were amazed as we sat here and listened to all the testimonies and we got to go through three days uh, together as women in this, in this, on this property, what God was doing in the realm of activating, giving gifts, activating gifts, and then watching women be bold, necessarily loud, but bold. They had like this courage that got stirred up by God on the inside. And out of the overflow, it came and it transformed women around them. There was, we are going to have one testimony. I'm going to call up Britain just one second. But I, I want to I share this with you. We, we actually had, I don't suggest this unless you really hear from the Lord because 
if the God, if the Lord isn't on it, it won't only, what does it say? If the Lord doesn't build it, build in vain, it doesn't, you're not only building in vain, it can wipe you out physically because we did two events within, we did an event within an event, which I wouldn't advise again unless God's called you to it because I was like, what was I thinking? You know, and my team was like, what were you thinking? <laughs> but we, um, we actually had within the PRISM conference itself, we had an extra event that we believed that the Lord had put on our heart. And that event was called, it was an event where we invited powerful women from around the region. We had 75 women gather from Homestead to Jupiter. They represented from Homestead to Jupiter. And they gathered across the street, and, and the team transformed a building across the street into a, a luncheon setting where women experienced, like, communion around the table. But they also got to hear from a couple of powerful women that were sharing regarding what they believe God is looking to do in this hour, in this region that includes women. I got this word while we were sharing. Uh, I was one of the gals that got, that got to, to share a little bit that morning. We got to share, I got to share this vision that the Lord had given me about Florida being a gateway city. And as I started to talk about it, the gal next to me said, you know, We've gotten word she travels all over the, the world for um, she, just where God's called her in the body of Christ. She travels all over the world not to speak, but to mobilize body, the body of, of Christ, to mobilize one, one uh, stream in the body and this stream in the body and this stream in the, to unite us together, to do something powerful together. And when I was sharing about South Florida, she said, you know what? Singapore and South Florida both have something on them. They're gateways. And in that moment, I, I felt something from the Lord, and I want to just release it into your hearing. Is if we really have been called a gateway city, I want you to remember that gates only open no matter how big they are. They only open with a hinge. And what I felt like the Lord was daring me to believe was daring me to dream was this. What if the dream of God's heart for this region to come into its corporate destiny hinged on a collective of women coming together, getting a kingdom focus, and serving the men in the, in the, in, in the region around them and the women in the region around them, to build the kingdom of God, to see it built on the earth even as it is in heaven. So we gave an invitation. We're like, hey, if you want to jump in on that conversation, we're going to follow back up with you. 75 women, we're going to follow back up with you. We aren't looking to do an event and to invite you to our event so we can get your people. We believe that you have gifts, you have talents, you have anointings, you have skills that God has skilled you with. And maybe if we come together in humility and love, that's it, for the sake of love for a planet, what might we be able to accomplish in partnership with the Lord God Almighty? And so this is what we're going after as a house. But in order to give away something of power, we have to receive or be activated in it. So, Brittany, can you come up for a second? I just want to have you share. 
Yay! <laughs> why, don't you tell, why don't you tell everybody who doesn't know you yet who you are, why you're here this weekend, and what you saw people receiving around you. Well, hi. For everyone that doesn't know me, I'm Britt. <laughs> I lost my voice screaming this weekend. Um, I um, have been a part of the harbor um, for about four years, and about a year ago, the Lord called me to Nashville. And um, so I work in Nashville now and come back to the harbor every two months. Um, works out great for me. Um, but I really felt this stirring to come back um, for PRISM. And uh, Julie and the team invited me to come back and lead a workshop. And um, what I saw from night one, Thursday night, was this invitation in women's hearts because they were hungry. And there was this moment where I, I looked over and women were starting to pray for each other night one which isn't that hard if you're a woman, but often. <laughs> but there was something different happening in that moment. There was, there was a different power that was starting to come out of them. And, and so um, different things happened throughout the weekend. Um, we had a woman get saved, which was amazing. Um, we had multiple women get healed, came in with something broken, healed, came in with an illness, gone. Crazy. Um, we had women learn how to prophesy for the first time. I sat in here, uh, Amanda Joe. Uh, led a prophetic teaching workshop. It was amazing. And she invited Spencer and I to come in and prophesy. And um, it was one of the coolest things. It was like, we had just done the event over there. I had made all the flowers for it. And I like sprinted across the street and sat down. And all of a sudden, the Lord was like highlighting all these different people. And for the first time, a couple women received prophetic words. And it was so cool to see like something shifted in them. And they came, one of them came up to me afterward. And she was like, you have no idea how on point that was. And I was like still hear from God, <laughs> okay, um, but that's huge, like, to get your first prophetic word, and then for that to shift the culture around you, but I think my, two of my favorite testimonies, um, I led a workshop where we made flower crowns, which you saw in a ton of the photos, which was so fun, and the thing that I told women is, it's time to get messy, like, I'm not going to tell you how to make a perfect flower crown, that's, anyone can do that, but it's time to get messy, and I, saw these women sitting around tables having conversation where they realized for the first time they weren't alone. Wow, that person walked through that too. Wow, I have felt abandoned. I didn't feel chosen. There are moments I feel ugly and I don't want to get up in the morning. And it was this moment of like women connecting who would have never connected before. It was amazing. And then my favorite one I think you could see this morning <laughs> is women have joy. Like they are free and they are full of joy and that, to me, was the greatest testimony of the whole weekend. Amen. One of the things that I, I was undone over um, yesterday, or undone by yesterday, is um, somebody came up to me uh, at one moment, at one point, and said, hey, I, I feel the prompting of the Lord. Like, I'm supposed to buy something from the prism shop. That's <laughs> For those of you who weren't here, or if you haven't visited the cafe yet, we transformed the cafe into a prism shop. And so we have, there was merchandise there were, uh, from prism. There were vendors um, that came in with beauty. I mean, there are some artistic people in our community, guys. And, and it's not just like, oh, that's cute. No, there's an anointing on what they make. Like God, in the Bible, it says God anointed people with skill to build things, to make things on purpose for his, for his, in his design, for what he was dreaming in his heart for a people at that time. And that's still going on today. We have people that, are, that were vendors here that, are in, that were inside the shop, and they brought their beauty. 
And so at this particular moment in time, some, one of the gals came up to me and said, I feel like God wants me to purchase this amount of this type of thing and that I'm just supposed to give it to you and you're going to give it away to people. And I'm like, really? We had already been in for two and a half, two days, and I was a little tired. And I was like, okay, well, yeah, maybe I'll, I'll get with you and let you. I mean, I believed her, but I was like, I had all these other things. And so I promise you. She turns around and walks away. I start to walk away, and somebody comes up to me and goes, Julie, Julie, I need to tell you something. I feel like God said I'm supposed to buy this. And, and they went on to do, like, they had like 10 things they told me they thought God told them to buy, and then I was supposed to give them away to women, and I just know who it was. And I'm like, what? At that point, I reached out to somebody else and said, go get that first girl. I need her back. And before the first and the second girl met me in the prism shop, a third girl had come up with the same word. And I'm like, okay, no brainer. This is what we're doing. Here's my point to telling that story. Last night, I had all of these things in front of me that women had given. And we just started to hear the Lord say things like, you have received. I'm going to give you an opportunity to give into this, like, this collective vision he has for the region. But at the same time, they were up here. They were giving their prayers, their, interse- their intercession, their prophetic declarations. They were giving monetarily. Like women just came up and started putting money on the stage, guys, for this collective vision to see this region transformed through us coming together. And as they came up, I had all this stuff, so I'm like, like we had ca- baseball caps. You see some of the gals wearing the baseball caps. And it has this heart, like you see back here. John Paul, you're amazing. I love your creativity. Like the, the, this heart here, and it has it on. And all of a sudden, I just got silly prophetic. And I looked at the hat, and I'm like, hey, has God renewed your mind in any way from any, like, change your mindsets? And the girl's like, yeah. And I go, this is your remembrance. Like, this is your testimony. And I gave her a hat. She put it on her head. She's got, she got prism right here. She's got a remembrance on her head. Somebody else came up. They were, they were given their prayers, and they were given their money, and I saw water bottles next to me, and I'm like, hey, do you, were you filled up today, do you, this, this weekend? How much, how much did God fill you up? They start testifying. I'm like, here, take a bottle. Take it with you. Remember, there was um, some bags, and all of a sudden, I realized that God, God reminded me prophetically that when you have a bag, like in prophetic symbolism or a handbag or a purse, that bag is where you keep your, identi- your, your ID. It represents a place of holding your identity. And so some women came up, and on the bag it said revealing I- identity. It says uh, uh, igniting passion and, and shining together. And I looked at that bag, and these women were coming forward, and I'm like, hey, did you get revelation on your identity? Do you know who you are more than you did when you came in? They're like, yes. I'm like, take a bag. I mean, like, God was my point. You can't outgive God. We received And out of the overflow, women were running up here to give stuff away to each other. That stuff you can't make up, guys. I mean, we can have some charismatic, you know, where we're like, and we have some gifts where we we stir people up. That's not what this was. God showed up in a powerful way, and he transformed the people around you. And now we are inviting you together as a house to partner, like to get into the vision. Darren's coming up now. We're going to get into the vision together, and we're going to take it to the next step in the realm of seeing us transform the region around us. That is amazing. Come on, let's give it up for Julie. It's amazing. So good.
we're going to be getting information out to you ladies about a thing that we're going to be doing following this called Simply Together to continue the conversation, to continue the testimonies, and that's for everybody in this house. So be looking for that. That's coming really soon. I want to read this to you guys. This was on an Instagram post under hashtag prismconf18, and listen to this. It says, today I was able to go to a women's conference that impacted me in ways I have no words to really describe. The people I met, the conversations I had, the love I felt. I will never forget this day. This day where I rediscovered my true identity as a daughter of God. Today I took a, I took a step of faith and walked outside of my comfort zone and went to a place where I knew no one. I learned about being like a prism and letting God's light and love reflect and a mirror through me in such a new and genuine way. Honestly, today, she says, I felt like I was home again. Come on. God's presence was surely felt, and I am so blessed for God's amazing love and grace. He's such a good father. Come on, give it up for Jesus. That's amazing. Okay, so men in the room and everybody else, I want to bring this together as we close this thing out. I want to talk just for a few minutes, briefly, about one light, many colors. Everybody say that with me. One light, many colors. Now in Galatians, it says this. Paul's writing and he says, he says, there's no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female. Now catch this. He says, for you are all Come on, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Around 2000, I started traveling to the nation of India. I thought I was going there for missions. I believe it was for this weekend, actually. And while I was over in India, I noticed the caste system. Has everybody, anybody heard of the caste system in India? All right? The caste system is a hereditary social system sanctioned by law in that nation that divides and restricts the members of the various castes. And this is not against the Indian people or the Indian nation as a whole, but it is one of the most demonic systems on the planet, and you need to understand why. Because you are born into this, and you can never escape or transcend the caste that you came into. So for some people, that's good news. The high caste Brahmin Hindus, that may be good news for them. But the low caste, it's bad news. And there's a plethora of castes in between. In fact, there's one even down below the lowest class that they consider subhuman. Does that sound like the culture that's trying to infiltrate and has been trying to infiltrate our world since the beginning of humanity post-fall coming onto the earth? But here's the deal. God's governmental desire, God's governmental law, if you will, coming through grace, is for humanity to be one in parity. Now, here's what parity means. Parity means the quality or state of being equal or equivalent. 
And this is where insert Jesus into the human equation called planet Earth. And Paul writes, I said it earlier, I'm going to say it again. There is no longer any Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female. You are all, come on, you are all in Christ. Now here's the deal. Oneness does not equal sameness. That's what I love about our community. Not everybody's acting like Darren. Thank God. There's not a bunch of Julie clones in the Prism family. But there is oneness. There is unity in our diversity. We can see clear distinctions in the Godhead. Isn't that beautiful? Now, Prism, I wasn't in all the meetings, but I was around. And so I was here present and they were so gracious, the ladies, they made us that were here, guys helping on sound, media, different places in worship, they made us a man cave in the back. Come on. Man cave on the campus of Harbor. Incredible, profound thought. But everything else besides the man cave was pink, if you know what I'm saying. The women took this thing from start to finish and ran with this deal, which was so cool, such a cool experiment to see, and I'll tell you why. So in the man cave, you know, we're back there, but when you walk in, you're singing, seeing pink. And from the food, I had the best veggie wrap on Saturday I've ever had in my entire life. I would never eat a veggie wrap outside of the prism space, and this wrap was good. So from the food to the decor, to the design. Here's what I felt. I felt so much warmth in this house. The other night when I was here just helping just to put a little fatherly thing out to the ladies, I saw a picture of, of, of three pieces of glass. I saw, I saw a window, I saw a prism, and I saw a mirror. And I never fully understood what was going on there. I shared a little bit. I've got more clarity now. But I was thinking about the warmth that was here in this house because the light was shining through a window. How many of you know when you sit in your home and light shines through a window, you feel warmth in that room, right? Even in cold places, how many, how many are from a cold place and they have these things called sunrooms? You used to live there and they developed a room with windows so that when light shines through it, it brings warmth into that home, right? There was warmth everywhere. It was beautiful. And there were these breakouts happening all over the place that were so pink, it was unbelievable. You saw the one with Brittany. I mean, flower crowns, guys? Come on. Flower crowns. How do you think of that? That is amazing. Flower Let's build flower crowns and talk about identity. That's, wow. Brilliant. But so anyhow, I was back in the man cave, and there was a breakout session happening in the hallway with Raina Parrish, all right? Woo! By the way, Raina, what you had to say, even though you said you weren't going to preach anything, you preached the most beautiful message from the heart before the painting began. 
They had all these paints. They had pots. They were pulling flowers out of the pots. Women were having to exchange painting stems on each other's pictures. It was incredible. But I'm trapped in the man cave. There was so much estrogen in the hallway. It was pressing in on the door of the man cave. And I couldn't open the door if I even wanted to. I was like, I got to get up in the air duct system to get out of the ministry center. I can't go into that hallway. No way. I was supposed to be in a meeting across the street in the, in the, in the offices. I texted Sam and DJ. I said, guys, I'm stuck right now. I ain't going nowhere. Walking out there with those women, I'm afraid. It was scary. But here's here's what I want to say. Because I was, listen, I was I was being baptized in pink as a man. And and it was a little terrifying, but it was wonderful and it was beautiful seeing what was going on. And so though um you know, unity is, is, is not sameness. Um, you know, oneness is not conformity. Oneness is uniformity. So we've got to come together with what happened this weekend. Because honestly, I've been around here a long time, and this was one of the most significant weekends in our history as a church. And I've got to give kudos and props to Julie and the rest of the team for what God was doing through them. Come on. It was amazing. So here's my prism lesson as we wrap this up. If we don't immerse ourselves in the full mosaic of God's family, we will never fully value the beauty of diversity. If women don't get around men and men don't get around women, if elderly people don't get around young people and young people don't get around elderly people, if we don't get around children... If multicultural realities don't mix, we are going to miss something beautiful happening in the world right now. We don't live in a caste system called the kingdom of God. It is a free-flowing, unifying, ever-preferring, ever-serving system out of the love of God. And this is what we're building here. i got to share this, and then we're finished. When I was sitting there... Last night, gosh, it all seems like a blur. So much stuff happened. I heard the Lord speak to my heart, Darren, it's time to redirect some things. In fact, he said the direction of where things, some things have been going need to be completely reversed. And then that's when I saw the three glasses, the window, the prism, and the mirror. Now, a prism is a three-dimensional, identical shape with identical parallel ends with all flat faces. I was flashing back to high school, you know, science class. But think about this. Jesus is a three-dimensional reality. The one who was, the one who is, and the one who is to come. He is a prism. But you're a prism as well. We were with him before the foundations of the earth. We are here now, and we are going somewhere where we will be, both in this life and in the life to come. But here's the deal with us that's different from Jesus. 
We're not all three identical in those realms. Where we are right now is not where we're going. It's not even who we once were. We're recapturing that and then moving forward into what God has for us in the future. Is this making sense? Do, 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 do. <laughs> this is why we need to pass through the prism of Jesus. Here's what happens. When light passes through a window, it warms a room, but we're called to do more than warm a room to a house. The angle of the prism slows the light down so we can see its diversity with our tangible eyes. We need to slow things down and get into relationship with each other, see each other, know each other, be able to see the beautiful color of one another, and we need to immerse ourselves in environments that we normally would not go into because we're afraid. Small groups is massive to this. You know, what we're doing with women's ministry and coming simply together is massive. Community nights with our worship team, the list and, and, and things go on. We've got to come together because some things need to shift and we actually need to reverse in some ways in directions that we have been going, we need to go other directions. You see, prisms redirect light at a designated angle, and they have the capacity to reverse the direction of light by internal reflection. When redirection happens, it's powerful, but through reversal of light and reflection, when that very image of light begins to happen, then a mirror begins to be established. And the Jesus in us begins to be shown forth to the entire world. Julie, come up. We want to close out today by recognizing some ladies, because here's the deal, man. You've got to understand that our ladies are on fire right now because they went through a prism. Something happened to them. And I told them, I said, ladies, you're no longer called to warm rooms. You're called to change culture. And I gave them permission to be who they truly are. Listen, a righteous woman has the power to change the destination of an entire family. They're not usurping authority by doing that, but they need to be righteous in the midst of whatever else crazy is going on. Sometimes Wendy needs to stand up and say, Darren, I'm not budging. This is the direction I'm going with what God is doing in my heart. And the sobriety of the beauty of that can change and affect my heart as her husband. So let's recognize some folks as we close this out. 